Welcome to Redemption's podcast. This is Corey Ball, lead pastor at Redemption Community Church, found in Kirkwood, Missouri, in the greater St. Louis area. Before we dive into the content, I want to invite you to follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook to stay current on all things Redemption. You'll find both of these accounts by searching Redemption STL. But more than anything, we hope that this podcast will help inspire and challenge you to take your next steps in following Jesus. If you have any questions about God, Christianity, or redemption, don't hesitate to reach out. You can DM us on our socials or text us at 314-391-4141. And now, without further ado, here is the content you are looking for. Enjoy. In the last two months, uh, there has been this sort of mantra with our time together. We've talked about simplifying our life, slowing down, creating margin, and loving others. But how have these themes been so prevalent in our time together? Because collectively, this collection of themes were the mantra of Jesus' life. At Redemption, it is our goal to look like Jesus. We want to be apprentices of Jesus. We want to look like Him. We want to live like Him. If you're watching this at a later date than February 7th, 2021, know that today is Super Bowl Sunday. The Chiefs are playing the Buccaneers, uh, that, you know, Chiefs hometown, uh, you know, hometown team playing the Buccaneers. And, and half of our staff, including myself, are not at the Super Bowl, but we're in Minnesota for a small church conference. So we decided to do everything fully digital. Everyone is getting the same experience today. Well, this week is week three of our four-week series on the DNA of the church as a whole and redemption-specific uh, DNA as well called We Are Redemption. And if you've ever wondered, is redemption the church for me or, or what is redemption like and what are the goals that redemption is working toward, then this series is a series for you. There has been a movement in the last decade or so that I would, I would say about a decade that has been very uh, progressive or it's seen as very progressive. And it's a movement to accept others and to love others where they are. Now, I don't believe uh, that this movement is that progressive, um, but I digress. Uh, the word that, that, that has been thrown around, though, for those who do not love and accept others where they are is the, the word xenophobe or, or xenophobic. They would say you're a xenophobe or you're being very xenophobic. If you do not love or, or accept someone, uh, then you're referred to as that, xenophobic. But before we continue, hear this. At Redemption, we would say it's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to stay that way. We would also say that we believe that God loves you just as you are, but he also loves you too much to leave you where you are. This movement to love others where they are in life shouldn't be seen as super progressive. Jesus loved others where they were and his life and his teaching are over 2,000 years old. So um, it's not new, it's just stolen and repackaged. But what do these things mean? They mean that God welcomes us where we are, that we can choose to follow him uh, today without any changes in our life. However, once we decide to follow him, he starts to change us. We become a different person because of His grace. But before you follow Him, you know, you don't have to be clean. People said one time, or someone said one time to me, uh, you, you don't take a shower before you take a bath. And so just come to Jesus dirty. He'll change you. 
But no matter who you are, God will change you. Your life will look different because none of us are perfect. None of us look like Jesus, but the end goal is to look like him. That's the end goal. The path that we're on, this, this, this path uh, with the goal of looking like Jesus, that's the path of spiritual maturity. So back to the term xenophobe. Okay, you've heard the term xenophobe, and let's look quickly at its etymology. I, I love um, the, to look at words etymology. Xeno means stranger, and phobe means fear. So we know what xenophobe means now. It means the fear of strangers. And I love studying etymology, like I said, the, the etymology of words, because um, at times it will bring us into a better understanding of what Jesus and the apostles were saying when they taught. Today, we are going to read a word together in the Bible that I want to learn a bit about uh, before we ever get to that word. And the word in Greek is philoxenos, okay? Philoxenos. Um, what is its etymology? Well, well, philo means friend, okay? Friend. And, and xenos, or xenos, uh, again, we've already been through this, means stranger. So philoxenos. So, so this word uh, that I have yet to give you in English means befriending strangers or loving strangers, right? But strangers being the key word. Remember, we have xenophobe, right? Stranger fear or philoxenos, right? Befriending strangers. Strangers is the key word. What word am I talking about in English? Hospitality. I'm talking about hospitality. Interesting, right? Like we often think of hospitality as, as loving our friends and creating a space for them, a, a space that is, it has good ambient lighting, a space that smells like mahogany teakwood, which by the way, is my favorite candle at Bath and Body Works. It's so good. Um, and a space that is equipped with expensive cheeses and a nice glass of wine, right? Uh, but we don't think of it as befriending strangers or loving strangers, do we? Now, with that understanding of the word hospitality, let's move into the Bible and see how Peter calls the early church to live. We're going to read from 1 Peter chapter 4, but before we dive into that, just know that the early church, those who are following Jesus, they're, they're under some great persecution from the Romans and the Greeks. So this is the world that they're living in, and Peter is writing to them with that in mind. Okay, we're going to jump in. 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 8 through 11. Verse 8. Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers uh, over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality, or the word that we know, philoxenos, right? Befriending strangers or loving strangers. So offer some, some stranger love, okay? Uh, to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift that you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. We are faithful stewards of God's grace. Does that sound familiar? Maybe from last week's message. No, we're called to be faithful stewards of all things that God has given us. Remember last week we said this, that we're the owners of nothing, but we're the managers of everything. We also said uh, that at redemption, we will be faithful to steward God's things for God's goals. Not our goals, but God's goals. So God's things for God's goals. So again, we see that we are called to be faithful stewards. Okay, let's jump back into verse 11. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. 
If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Here, Peter is basically saying, if you speak or you serve, understand who you represent or whose you represent. See, like you get this, right? Like many of our parents, they said something like this when we would uh, leave the house, uh, especially once we got our driver's license and car, right? They would say, remember who you are or remember whose you are. Or they would say, remember who you represent. Now, what were they saying really? Well, they're really saying, remember your actions don't just represent you. See, Peter is saying that here to Christians. He's saying, when you speak and you serve others, it's like you're holding this press conference for God. If you claim to follow him, you are releasing a testimony about him when you speak and when you serve, right? And Peter, he's talking to the persecuted church, those who are persecuted by Rome and by the Greeks and by the Romans and the Greeks. And he's telling them, okay, like speak and serve as if you represent God, right? And in verse 11, Peter says, when you serve others and in the strength that God provides, uh, you are doing it so that... In all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. See, when we serve others, God gets praise. That's why we serve. We don't serve for our glory, but we serve for His glory. So how are you serving others? How are you showing hospitality, philoxenos, right? How are you befriending strangers? How are you loving strangers? And not only serving your family, right? Because remember, hospitality that's not about your family. It's not about your wife or your husband, your children. It's not about your close friends. But how are you serving? How are you showing hospitality to your neighbors, to people on the next door app? Man, they need some love. Wow. I don't know if you've been on those things, but they're toxic sometimes, right? But how are you loving the people that are your neighbors? How are you loving the next door app people? How are you loving the local business owners? How are you loving the Kirkwood school teachers and administrators or, or the school board, etc.? In Kirkwood, we just got a brand new principal at North Kirkwood Middle School, and we also have a brand new superintendent. How have you loved them? How are you loving people you don't know, the strangers? See, God, through Peter's words, calls us to love strangers, not be fearful of them. Xenophobic ways are not the ways of Jesus, but philoxenos ways, the, the ways of befriending strangers, that is the way of Jesus. So have you circled the wagons and are you sitting in your compound by yourself or just with your family and only caring for yourself and loving your close friends? Or are, are you, your family and your friends serving the strangers around you? people on the next door app. Uh, circling the wagons and caring about yourself only and being fearful of strangers, that's xenophobic. But it's not the way of Jesus. Caring for strangers around us, that is the way of Jesus. See, Jesus came to show us hospitality, philoxenos, and to serve others. He said so himself. And he says in Mark 10, 45, for even the son of man, that he's referring to himself, that's how Jesus would refer to himself. For even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve, to give his life as a ransom for many. So what did Jesus do? He came to befriend the people who did not know him. He came to serve them. 
came to offer his life, his entire life, for them. At Redemption, we believe that we're called to live like Jesus as Christ followers and as people who call redemption home, we will befriend strangers. We will serve them. We'll offer our lives for them. As Christ followers, we do not just sit around and wait, but we go and we serve. At Redemption, we believe this. The bottom line is saved people serve people. Meaning, if you're saved by Jesus, then you will serve others the way that Jesus has served you. D.A. Carson, a theologian, says it this way. It is not enough for Jesus' followers to hang in there and wait for the end. They must see themselves as servants who improve what their master entrusts to them. Kind of sounds like last week's sermon, right? It's all flowing together. He says failure to do so proves they cannot really be valued as disciples at all. So at Redemption, we don't sit here and wait till the end, but we see ourselves as servants who want to improve what the Master has entrusted to us. And the question is, if we don't act like that, if we don't serve others the way that Jesus has served us, are we really disciples of Jesus? Or are we just imposters? See, at Redemption, again, we believe saved people serve people. So if you are a person who follows Jesus, how are you serving others and befriending strangers? And if you call redemption home, if you aren't doing that, what's stopping you? Here at Redemption, we have something called impact teams. And these are the basic ways that you can serve others each week as you volunteer at Redemption. We have eight active ways for you to make a regular impact on others through our impact teams. Number one, uh, the parking team. These are the very first people, the very first people that greet you as you pull in. And so we need more of those people. We need we need big smilers, sign holders, flag wavers, right? Uh, number two, the do here, start here team. The very first people that you see as you walk into the building, that table that sits right there where you got your first uh, gift from redemption, you know, your, your first time gift and a, a, a smile, right? Uh, a welcoming face and a warm hello. Number three, the greeter team, all right? Uh, Self-explanatory, but they're awesome. Number four, the setup team. They work hard, but they make it all possible. Number five, the social media team. So important, because we believe that as a church, we are here to reach those who are not yet here. And so social media team helps us with that. Uh, The production team, right? Number six, the production team. Number seven, the announcement team. And number eight, the worship team. And they're crushing it, right? Like all these people, they're doing so great. And when we are allowed to return to normal, we will have the Redemption Kids team. Now, that's a long list of ways for you to volunteer and to make an impact on the strangers who walk through Redemption's doors. And if you still haven't chosen where you want to serve in order to make an impact on others, and you call Redemption home, to be honest, the only thing that you're left holding is an excuse. (laughs) Yeah. So I I want to invite you to drop your excuse or your excuses, plural, and to follow in the footsteps of your master, Jesus. Become his apprentice, right? Step in, serve others. Because saved people serve people. And for you to jump in on an impact team, it's super simple. You can DM us on our social medias 
and let us know that you'd like to join an impact team or you can text impact to 314-391-4141 or you can email us at hello at redemptionstl.com um, and let us know or next week when we're back in person you can put it on your connect card you can just check right there that you want to join an impact team that you want to serve no matter what we make it easy for you so if you aren't yet in what are you waiting for let's take another step in looking like jesus and serve others the way that he has served us because saved people serve people father i thank you so much for uh, this church of those who are already serving um, lord i i think over just the last few months since october all the people, the families and single people and, and college students that have come to redemption. And Lord, they have been welcomed, served and loved. And, um, and Lord, I know that uh, you set the, um, the example for us. Lord, you, you said in, in Mark 10, 45, that you didn't come to, to be served, but to serve. Uh, you, you, weren't, you weren't trying to be a consumer. You weren't trying to, uh, to, to be a leech off of other people. Lord, you were trying to give you were trying to serve. And um, Lord, I know that uh, you've taught us how to welcome, serve, and love other people um, that we don't even know. Uh, that you, you weren't xenophobic. You weren't afraid of strangers, but instead you befriended them. You showed them hospitality, and then you command us to do the same. And so, Lord, I, I pray that all the people that, that have come to redemption who have not yet joined an impact team, who, are, who have not yet served, um, Lord, I pray that you would speak to their hearts and uh, the way that they were welcomed, served, and welcomed, served, and loved at Redemption, Lord, I pray that they would want to want to return the favor. They, they would want to follow your example, and that they would want to uh, welcome and serve others, um, Lord. Because I I know that people are at Redemption. They've called Redemption home because of the love that they have received from the parking lot uh, to the new here start your team to the greeters to the worship team and announcements and on and on and on. And so, Lord, we want to be a place that is is welcoming and loving. Um, I think of someone who, who's at Redemption now. They they, they said uh, somehow you you find a line uh, between uh, um, a welcoming and accosting, <laughs> and uh, you're there in the middle. Um, uh, you are so welcoming, and uh, and it's not creepy. It's not it's not over the top. Um, Lord, I'd like to think that we we have learned that from you, and um, Lord, I pray that you just create in this church people who genuinely sincerely care for one another uh, that we're excited to see strangers that we're excited to welcome strangers into our midst that we're not xenophobic but we're philoxenos um, so lord I, I pray lastly that just how first uh, peter 4 ends that when we show strangers love when we befriend them when we serve others and the strength uh, that you have given us lord we know that you receive praise so, Lord, I pray that we, would, um, uh, that, that we would give you praise by the way that we welcome, serve, and love others. And it's all this that we ask in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Uh, well, Redemption, um, thank you so much for joining us online. Next week, we are back in person. And um, uh, that's going to be at Destiny again at 5 p.m. And so bring some friends. Invite friends. Don't come alone. Make it a party. 
the thing about next week is we're going to be talking about redemption. How do we live out the values, the goals, um, and just the ways of Jesus in the context of redemption? So I'm so excited to wrap up this four-week series next week. Don't miss it. Bring some friends, and uh, we'll see you at 5 p.m. at Destiny.